everybody, welcome back. It's Read and Weep. That's right, we're the podcast about terrible, 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 terrible books. This week we're working on New Moon. We are on part two of three, and then we're going to go watch the movie. Part two, not a vast improvement on part one, I don't think. <laughs> no, not a vast improvement. Joining me, as always, are the core panel. They're here with me tonight. First of all, on your radio left, fresh off his cliff dive suicide, it's Chris. Woo! That was refreshing. Oh, man. <laughs> I could just dive in off a cliff every single day and almost die because of storms. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, I would assume that the reason you're doing that is because the only smart thoughts that are running through your head are spoken by this man. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ezra. Hello. Still perfect. <laughs> in the back of my mind. Perfect. That's so weird. <laughs> and uh, I knew puberty was going to hit me hard, but I didn't know it would involve this much body hair. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Alex. <laughs> hey, Alex. Hey, Alex. <laughs> Like I said, we're, we're, we're talking about part two of New Moon, and the first thing we like to do on every show is we like to try our hardest to come up with something nice to say about the book. Uh, it's part of our compliment sandwich. So I think because of his performance on the introduction, I'm going to make Chris go first. Chris, what do you have to say that's nice about New Moon? There is only one sentence in this entire third that I loved. Okay, well, I can't wait to hear what your second compliment is then. <laughs> Halfway to the ground, there was a loud ripping noise, and the boy exploded. <laughs> this is describing a Stephanie Meyer-esque werewolf transformation, which has nothing to do with anything you've ever heard about werewolves before, but sometimes lends itself to accidental hilarity. Ez, what do you have for us? Okay, so there's a scene with Bella and Alice that I liked a lot. Oh, you would. <laughs> oh, man. I'll fight you, Alice. Don't even get me started on that yet. But um, <laughs> anyway, the thing I liked is Alice is kind of chiding Bella for being so close to dying all the time. <laughs> and Bella says, I pointed at my chest. Danger magnet, remember? And uh, I like that. It's like, who has two thumbs and is a danger magnet? <laughs> <laughs> this <idiot. laughs> <laughs> also, maybe it's just her chest that is a danger. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> For my compliment, I can't believe I didn't mention this because I realized this in the first Twilight book. I love that the Indian reservation is called La Push. Oh my god. Every time I hear it, I think it, it's a French sex thing. <laughs> like, stage one, Andres. Stage two, Le Push. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, actually in the first part, I, I was going to say that. I really want, like, going to La Push to be the new entendre. <laughs> well, uh, it's time for us to let push on into the main segment of our show. The middle part here, we like to start with a summary. So what it works is you call us in on our number, which is 509-588-1280, and you leave us a message summarizing for us the part of the book that we're working on. So for next week, if you want to start right now, call us on that number and leave us a message, about one minute maybe, summarizing the last third of New Moon, and we'll choose one or maybe a couple summaries and play them on the air. We used to have Chris do this, but 
Well, when Chris gets angry, he grows much, much bigger, and he was wearing his summaries around his waist, and they just exploded right off him, so now he can't use them anymore. Listen, I'm going through a lot of hormonal imbalances right now due to some medication I'm on, and I can't be held responsible for my temper, all right? Sometimes I just get so mad! Hulk summarize! Well, I, I punched a tree... And, and I couldn't tell where, where my summaries went off to. <laughs> you guys are going to have to help me out. Nobody's blaming you here. Calm down. Calm down. It's okay. So, I don't like being the center of attention, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, so instead, you call in now. You summarize for us. And it sounds something like this. Hello. Here's the second third of New Moon. So basically, Bella and Jacob are fixing up their bikes. And Jacob keeps hitting on her, and she's like, no, I still love Edward. And then she becomes an an adrenaline junkie and tries to keep injuring herself because she keeps seeing Edward or hearing his voice. And so then she keeps doing that, and Jacob disappears for a day uh, with some of the other guys that are in his werewolf pack. And he has promised to take her cliff jumping, and since he disappears, she goes off without him and gets swept up in the tide, and he saves her, of course. And then... Alice comes back to town, and she's really happy, but Edward's not there. Well, someone calls. Jacob answers the phone. Turns out to be Edward. He thinks that Bella's dead, so he wants to go to Italy to kill himself. So Alice freaks out and takes Bella with her, and Jacob's like, No, Bella, don't go. He left you. He doesn't care about you anymore. But she does. So they get on a plane, and they go to Italy and have you know, drive across the country and try to save Edward. And that's the second third of New Moon. Cool. Bye. Big thanks to Gabrielle for calling us and recording that summary. Also, I should mention that if you're a little too nervous to call us and actually record a summary, if you'd rather, you can always send us an email, podcasts at read-weep.com. Summarize there briefly, and we will read your email on the air if we like it. So thanks in advance. Okay, so now that we now that we've got the gist of the of this section that we were working on, let's break it down. Does anybody have a place they'd like to start? Okay, so Alex, you're you're saying in your self introduction mm. that you just gone through puberty, and one of my favorite things about this is basically becoming a werewolf is just like you know a boy growing into a man for anyone. Like I never realized it, but actually I must have a touch of uh, werewism. We all just get hairier, taller, and have these feelings we can't control. <laughs> I got the impression this whole thing that this is like the way Stephanie Meyer views men as like once a man goes through puberty, his entire life is wanting to just bust out and bite off a girl's face, but he can't I have to control myself. A man's life is about not doing horrible things to women that he desperately wants to do. Wow. That is heavy and deep, and I agree. (laughs) (laughs) It is really bizarre, though, right, that that this whole thing with Jacob is sort of based around puberty. I mean, it's also sort of because the vampire's around, right, or something, but there is this real puberty undertone that makes the whole thing so creepy. (laughs) I'm kind of a fan. (laughs) Right? 16, bam, you get hairy, you get tall, you turn into a monster. That's what happens to men. <laughs> and, and you're no longer able to have platonic friends. No. That phase is gone. Done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so done. And there's something on the ladies' side, too, because, you know, every girl at 16 can point to her chest and go, danger magnets. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what that was talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, really, I kind of like the undertones about growing up. I'm kind of a fan. <laughs> I mentioned a second ago the thing about the ripping a girl's face off. Um, 
which, as you guys well know, there was the part where uh, Bella's hanging out with the werewolf pack now, mm-hmm. and she meets the main werewolf's fiance. And she's gorgeous, but they ask her not to stare, so she tries not to look in the window. She turns her face, the other half of her face is ripped off, because apparently the main werewolf, when he was first changing, couldn't control himself and got angry and, I don't know, uh, just mauled her, mauled right? Her. Yeah, I mean, assume half mauled her, right? She was like staying next to a wall, maybe? Just <laughs> everything on one side of the wall. Well, you know, I, I tend to face people in profile. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, like he mauled her perfectly vertically, he didn't do any horizontal mauling. <laughs> I liked it, though, because it reminded me of, of Batman. I was really hoping that maybe uh, Emily could turn into Two-Face. Yeah, all she's got to do is start flipping a quarter obsessively. You know? Can we talk about Bella for a second, though? Because I had a res- revelation about her. Oh. Yeah, let's bring it in. Let's let's wrap. Let's okay. do it. I just had this thought. Stephanie Meyer is much smarter than I thought she was. What? All yeah. Right, let's back that up a little bit. Yeah, let's back that up before I punch you. So, all this time, I thought that she tried to create a likable character and failed. No. <laughs> Bella is never supposed to be liked. Okay? <laughs> Bella is a straw man. Basically, Stephanie Meyer put in the least likable female character she could so that any girl reading this, no matter what is wrong with her, could say, wow, Bella got these guys. She's terrible. I could totally get these guys. Oh, man. That dovetails nicely into what I was going to... I wanted to talk about the Team Edward, Team Jacob thing a little more because I had a realization on that. I realized that I am passionately in team edward now oh what my reasoning i think as is similar to what you were saying was that in the in this most recent section of the book it turns out that jacob is sort of well-rounded and interesting and likable so bella does not deserve him <laughs> this, this, this is true i i am in team edward as punishment to edward not <laughs> as a benefit to him oh all right well then I, I can give you another reason why i'm in team jacob okay <laughs> in punishment to bella <laughs> <laughs> just because she doesn't want it <laughs> yeah no right because this actually it was kind of an intense section um, where she's she's doing the, this you know direct parallel to romeo and juliet and she's talking about settling for a guy and i thought it's kind of fun if you end up settling for this guy who don't actually really like so you don't get ripped apart by vampires <laughs> that's a cool life choice man if that's what you're going for i really want i want to be team mike yeah. <laughs> I want her to be forced to be with Mike the puppy. Oh, man. I've been on Team Mike since the get-go. I think that <laughs> Mike and Bella are perfect for each other. Neither one of them has any personality. I think you're totally right to latch onto that. As I think that Bella, I mean, like, her, her character traits are she's a little clumsy. She's a little bit mopey. She's kind of smart. A little stubborn. But otherwise, I mean, she's like, she doesn't say or do interesting things. She's not fun or funny. They say she's smart in passing, but it doesn't come through in any of her narration. She cooks a little. That's nice. Well, she she thinks it's a nice thing to cook. I mean, like, she cooks casserole. Yeah. I mean, like... Yes. I'm sorry. Is somebody, like, aged 60 years and, you know, <laughs> discovered the miracle of Pyrex? I mean, like, is that, is that what just happened? Has she been a mom for 15 years already, and now she's just saying, fuck it, you're eating this? She's like, cream of mushroom soup, rice, green beans. It's all in there. <laughs> you're going to eat it and like it. <laughs> really? You couldn't just whip up some, like, delicious fajitas? Seriously. Seriously. Easier than casserole. Way easier. Uh, and incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Your tongue is wine. In the Stephanie Meyer world, werewolves, instead of turning into a wolf when the moon comes out, they turn into a wolf when they get angry. And 
they also run a fever of 108 for no fucking reason. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. So, which enables them to wear nothing but jean shorts all the time. <laughs> jean shorts. <laughs> you remember when jean shorts were just like the the coolest? Like everybody was wearing denim shorts that stopped just above the knee. I, um. Oh wait, me neither. If I wanted to wear jean shorts, I don't think I would need to be a wolf to do it. But okay, yeah. she she hates the Hollywood mythology. She's rewriting it from scratch. What has she added by making him be 108? Well, she's added some really insipid contrast. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine like when we in the next couple books because it seems like we're gonna meet one mythical monster per book. <laughs> so. When she meets the zombies in book number three, they won't be undead, they won't be green, they won't be super strong, they won't be killable, and they'll just have some really retarded bonus quality. Like, for some reason in her world, zombies are double-jointed. <laughs> and they smell a little like piss. <laughs> and also, clearly, right, if vampires are super cold and werewolves are really hot, they will be exactly room temperature all the time. <laughs> Drop them in a room, they're instantly room temperature. Doesn't matter what the room is. They are room temperature. They're the chameleons of room temperature. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Oh my well, god. Look, look, look. So with, with vampires, right, they're cold because they have no blood. They are cold blooded in some sense. I can understand that. Well, we've actually already discovered that from the first part of the book that they're not just merely cool to the touch, like room temperature, they have no blood to circulate heat, they have no inner body warmth. They're, like, actively cold. But that doesn't explain why wolves have double the blood of a normal person. Right? It's described why, like an Okay, ice. well, you're a wolf, so you get 8 to 10% more Well, because one of them's the moon and one is the sun, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, those wolves have to run hot because when they change into wolves, right, they grow, like, six times in size or whatever. So their heat has to be distributed, like, out six uh, times. Right, which, right. You know, inverse square proportion... You know, you got to realize that volume increases, you know, when dimensions... Right, so the pressure on the blood decreases, so the temperature has to decrease. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. I, that, I take it all back. Stephanie Meyer was just doing really accurate physics. <laughs> yeah. I'm, wow, Woo! I feel super apologetic. I had no idea. <laughs> okay, can, can we talk about this book? I think Stephanie Meyer, even, even as smart as I said she was before... She is even smarter now <laughs> because I realized this book is just a whole treatise on the nature of desire. All right? Because <laughs> check this out, right? Oh, God. Basically, if a character wants something in this book, it's bad. Like, if, if you want it, you can't have it. So it's all about controlling your desires. So, you right. know, vampires have to, have to not kill Bella, you know, the second they see her and, and suck her dry. <laughs> yeah. And, um,. Werewolves can't bite off their girlfriend's faces. Exactly, right? It's just all about like keeping it together. And and the great thing about this is she sets up such a clear expectation for the reader that Bella will die. <laughs> and she comes so close to teasing us. Yeah, yeah, Bella's going to drown. Bella's going to drown. Bam, takes it away. <laughs> you can't ever get what you want if it's the Twilight world. <laughs> oh, so that's what, she, what she's actually doing is very meta. She's, she's telling us that we uh, are like everybody else in the world. We can't get what we want ever yeah exactly this is so it, she's implicating the reader by creating these expectations these strong desires of seeing bella die 
and then just <laughs> it and not letting it happen. I had no idea Stephanie Meyer was so meta. This is really interesting realizations you've had. Totally. <laughs> I, I was I was waiting for when she was drowning uh, for all of a sudden to find out that it was the ocean in La Push was hyper oxygenated or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sato appears. And... <laughs> Bella, we we drowned you to try to extract some information from you. But you know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you are of no use to anybody. <laughs> hey, let's talk about the drowning scene for a moment. So Bella actually does try to commit suicide. And for a while, it seemed really clear that Stephanie Meyer was never going to do this. Like that Bella was going to be this squeaky clean, your parents will approve of the book emo kind of girl. That she's not going to hurt herself. She's not going to kill herself. She's just going to work really hard at her job and not be interesting to anybody. And just be kind of numb in that way. But then she decides to go cliff jumping for the first time without any supervision in the middle of a hurricane, which at the time was not as a suicide. It was as just a trying to put her body in danger. But then when she's underwater, she says she realizes that dying would be way more pleasant than anything else. She stops trying to swim. Yeah. And it actually yeah. turns into a suicide moment. And the whole thing gets. For just, like, 30 seconds, it got darker than I ever would have expected. But in, like, a lighthearted way. Like, surely Jacob will save me. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I had a really nice moment because... So the last line is, goodbye, I love you, was my last thought. And that's the end of the chapter. And I just stopped reading for, <laughs> yeah, like, just a good hour or so. And I was so happy. I was like, ah, <laughs> thank God. And then it turned out Bella was in an, an immersion <laughs> tank with breathable, oxygenated, floral cover. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I had done that now. I should have just turned it off right away. Yeah, right? That's how you get a happy ending in the book. <laughs> guys, I finished. I finished. I finished the book, guys. <laughs> New Moon, director's cut. <laughs> <sighs> that would be pretty awesome. It's just the cover. <laughs> hey, guys, speaking about different versions of the book, for Lost Symbol, I had a different version of you guys. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I had music in mind. And actually, it seems like somehow I got the same thing where I got a, a musical version of New Moon. This must be because you have the pro account with Audible, right? I think this is why. Yeah. So you get the upgrades that really everyone is missing. So... It really did make the scene for me. This is, of course, is the scene with that uh, with Bella and Alice, and um, Bella is just super happy to see Alice finally. And um, I think there's some subtext that came out in my version that might not have been in yours. Oh, well, please share. <laughs> I'm really curious to hear yeah. what this is like. My knees trembled for a second, and I nearly fell. Then I hurled myself at her. <laughs> Alice, oh Alice! I cried as I slammed into her. I'd forgotten how hard she was. It was like running headlong into a wall of cement. Bella? There was a strange mingling of relief and confusion in her voice. I locked my arms around her, gasping to inhale as much of the scent of her skin as possible. It wasn't like anything else. Not floral or spice, citrus or musk. No perfume in the world could compare. My memory hadn't done it justice. I didn't notice when the gasping turned into something else. I only realized I was sobbing when Alice dragged me to the living room couch and pulled me into her lap. It was like curling up into a cool stone, but a stone that was contoured comfortingly to the shape of my body. She rubbed my back in a gentle rhythm, waiting for me to get control of myself. So, I thought Melissa Etheridge was a nice touch. Um, <laughs> 
It's oh, yeah. <laughs> very sweet. I thought. Team Alice. From yeah, Team Alice will win this one. <laughs> Team Alice will win, I think, on this one. Alice is not only a better choice than all than those two other dudes, but she's much hotter. We well, to, to be clear, we were to distinguish between our two thoughts. So, I am definitely on uh, Team Edward, or maybe even Team Mike, as a punishment <laughs> to Bella. But I'm on Team Alice for my own sake. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't think Bella deserves Alice. No. I think I deserve Alice. <laughs> and and you know what? There's the part where she appears back in the house and her and Charlie have these like really intimate conversations. They're totally into each I I really seriously thought for a minute that he he's banging Alice. Their kids would have such great hair. <laughs> <laughs> and facial hair. Really attractive mustaches. And when when she was hanging around, I just kept thinking, I was like, what if, oh man, is it possible that the only two characters I like in this series hook up? That would be too perfect. <laughs> it couldn't possibly happen. And and then I thought, well, you know, they, they probably shouldn't because she's, you know, she's like 20 and he's like 40 or something. But actually she's like 600, so she's totally, <laughs> totally okay. Now it's like, this is the cougar relationship. <laughs> <laughs> So, so my problem with Edward, really, the reason why I was saying this with Mike is that I think it's just Edward is just morose and brooding and boring too, just like Bella is. And then, and Jacob was like not morose or brooding or boring at all. And then he became a werewolf, and it turns out werewolves in Stephanie Meyer's world are morose and brooding and boring. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so, so really quick, so we play this game at comedy sports all the time called uh, Changing Emotions. Where you go to the audience and you get a list of emotions, and then you write them all down in a pad and you do a scene. And in the middle of the scene, the ref will call out, you know, change to this emotion, this emotion. And I was picturing having an audience full of Stephanie Myers and trying to play this game. And you'd be like, "Hey, can I get an emotion, please? Brooding, awesome. Okay, how about can I get a contrasting emotion? Morose, not really contrasting. Uh, anybody else? Brooding. Yeah, we got brooding already. Uh, morose." Yeah, I think we talked about Morose a little bit. How about how about a positive emotion? Numb. <laughs> Numb. Emo. 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 No, I don't think that I don't think that really works. Uh, no, suicidal's not good either. Forlorn. Think... Yeah. Vampire. Vampire. All right, so there's been a glaring, I guess, like hole in the world that I've really been trying to wrap my mind around. I wonder if you guys can maybe help me out here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In the first third, right, of New Moon, Belle gets like a paper cut, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a drop of blood, and all the vampires just freak their shit out. Yeah. All right, presumably she spends a lot of time with the vampires, right? Like, she sees them like, like every day, right? Mm-hmm. Before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happens when she's on her period? <laughs> diva cup man diva cup no right i mean like they can smell blood they smell blood really easily as this is a really good line of questioning but i the world is frozen for a minute for a minute chris diva cup <laughs> yeah it's it's a silicon cup it's used a lot when you're like backpacking or traveling because you can like wash it oh god <laughs> I, I don't think it's that gross dude not compared to some of the stuff we've talked about on this show. Let's talk about cups for a second. A cup is a drinking item. Yeah. It's not <laughs> shaped like a water glass. A diva tumbler. <laughs> so, actually, guys, this, this brings me to my next point, actually. Isn't the biggest problem, right, that Edward can't drink any of Bella's blood? 
I <laughs> don't go there. Don't do it. I'm just saying. I've connected right? the dots, and I wish I hadn't. <laughs> if there's a cup of Bella's blood, she doesn't need it anyway, and she doesn't need it. Why would this not work? <laughs> this would solve everything. <laughs> All right, so it's the other half of our compliment sandwich now. Uh, we are three compliments apiece away from being out of the book. And in the movie, surely we can compliment things about the movie that have nothing to do with Twilight, like Alice's lovely hair or something. So these are our last – this is one of our last few real compliments to the book. So, uh, Chris, please start us off again. Yeah, so the one part that uh, I don't think we've brought up till now is that there's a bit of international travel at the end of this third. <laughs> that in order to get to Edward, because uh, he's going to kill himself because he thinks Bella died because Alice is uh, not that good at reading the future after all, they have to go to Italy to stop him. Um, and so instantly I was like, ooh, Dan Brown. But besides yeah. that, I really enjoyed the uh, continental spirit that they took. I mean, they drove really fast on the highways, and I assume that later they will eat some pasta. <laughs> so I'm very excited about where this is going because they got out of forks, and anything they do uh, stupid in Italy can be held against Silvio Berlusconi. <laughs> and we're adding we're adding a third setting now that she will have to have described. Phoenix, which we know as being sunny and having an airport. Forks as being rainy and cloudy. And now, you know, Italy. So really she's stretching her wings creatively. Which so far, let's let's be fair, has been described as Italian. <laughs> <laughs> My compliment back to the two Mrs. Two Face that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Because for one moment she gave me a very interesting thing to picture in my head. It's it's fun to think about this really like happy chipper girl who does all her cooking for her her boyfriend's brothers and uh, got mauled by him. And also, what a really interesting and fucked up relationship thing that we've she's brought up that we're not exploring any deeper. <laughs> it's a hell of a relationship. She's sticking with him after he mauled her face. That not holding that against him, you know. I think the thing that really is for benefit. She pretty much has. A a pretty big get out of jail free card for whatever she wants. Yeah. <laughs> You're cheating on me. You mauled me. <laughs> <laughs> you turned into a wolf and ate off my left cheek. Yeah. You can get away with pretty much anything at this point. So I mean, that's why I'd stick around because I want to cash in that card. Then you can bounce. <laughs> also, there's this weird thing. Like she apparently was gorgeous and perfect and gorgeous and perfect and whatever else Stephanie described her as. Uh, oh, perfect. She's probably. the ghost of Bella yet to come. <laughs> 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 I can't. Oh, I want that so bad. Yeah. Instead, Bella gets thrown through windows and tables and beaten up and attacked by a vampire. And she's a little tiny scar on her hand that's cold to the touch. That's it. She's she she won't fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So so really quick, I'm gonna draw from the trip to Italy also because uh, the thing I like about this is it's a uh, kind of a race against time to get to Italy. But it still takes really fucking long time to get to Italy. And so they're like, they're really, really like trying to get there. But, you know, they got a layover in Atlanta and they got to wait. And they just got to sit, <laughs> you know, sit in the plane. And it's like, I kind of picture, um, I always, whenever people are waiting, I always picture a girl from Ipanema plane. But I kind of just, you know, picture like, you know, uh, Alice and Bella just sort of like, you know, like really tense, but, you know, like with their you know, trade tables, like in an upright and locked position. It's like, dude, 
do 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 do. You're like stepping on a V8, you know, with a little bit of Tabasco in it, and you're like, <laughs> like God, it's, it's always V8, isn't it? But yeah, and just it won't end. It's it's like they're on the Amazing Race. <laughs> Well, that just about wraps it up. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us. Thanks for making it two-thirds of the way through New Moon. Uh, Or, if you're smart, not, and still listening to our show, because we are just as funny if you haven't read the book. Uh, Join us again next week for the uh, what I like to call the final third of New Moon. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the final third of any Twilight book that I'll ever sit through. I am assuming that this podcast will not exist in two years when... uh, whatever the fuck the next one is called comes out and i guys the next one comes out in june are you serious yeah next movie next what? movie comes out in like june or july oh we might still be friends by then i don't I know man i know the saddest thing i've heard i mean make sense, right? <laughs> when you when you aim a book at uh, a series of books at teenagers if the movies take too long to come out they won't care anymore they'll be yeah, long past it and June thirtieth, dude. June thirtieth, wow. two thousand ten. So what? I guess. I mean, is this one like the really hastily thrown together one, where instead of like <laughs> special effects, they just have like title cards? <laughs> it's like you a know, silent which, movie. Which would be less silly than the special effects they used in the first movie. Oh my god, yeah. But it could be puppets to... and it'd be better. <laughs> Man, it could be it could be Dracula the musical from uh, I I Heart Sarah Marshall. Oh yeah, for forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, that's right. Um, that would be awesome. That would be so good, like Edward. Oh man. Well, if by oh. some strange quirk of fate we're still working under the same podcast title and the same podcast idea in June, uh, I can't believe we will be. I just mean, thinking about it's exhausting. <laughs> that's enough to kill me. I, I mean, <laughs> hopefully Don't by June about we've, it. we've come up with a new hook for our show that involves a like. Us going out and getting massages and then making <laughs> massage it and smile. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah we need a we need to come up with a way to make this podcast cool shit happens to us and then we get to talk about it on the show. Yeah, you just call it happy endings. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week for another episode of Happy Endings. My name is Alex. On behalf of Ezra and Chris, uh, we'll be back with you soon. Thank you. Bam. Hey everybody, thanks for making it through the funny portion of the show towards this part where I try to get you to do things. Um, as usual, you can always email us, podcast at readweed.com. And importantly, this week we have a new thing. We have a Facebook page. So if you go to facebook.com slash weep, all one word, you can uh, be our fan and see wonderful, glorious pictures of ourselves and of our Halloween pumpkins. Uh, so do that right away. Thanks. <laughs>